Hey, we have an amazing event coming up, the Expert Advantage Workshop Series, where every day for a week, starting on Monday, May 20th, it's myself and another expert coming on to present to you about various kinds of things to help you with your brand and your business. Our brand new experts and residents in pro are gonna be there to co-host these workshops with me, and you're not gonna wanna miss it. You'll have a chance to ask all of them questions, and it's completely free to join. All you have to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. Wednesday, May 22nd, we're gonna be talking trademarks, copyrights, how to know when to do it, what IP can you do it with, and the common pitfalls that most people fall into when it comes to intellectual property. 101 with Yasmin Salman Hamdan, and you're not gonna wanna miss that on Wednesday, May 22nd. And then finally, to finish off the expert week on Thursday, May 23rd, we're gonna be talking with Pamela Slim, about how to monetize and scale your IP and position it and package it in a way that is unlike anything you've really been taught before. Incredible value from Pamela and all of our experts on our Expert Advantage Week. And all you have to do to sign up and join and get all the links that you need is smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. Again, one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. Join us on our Expert Advantage Workshop Series. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Again, smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to episode 1268 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're listening to an update, a Where Are They Now episode with RJ Weiss, who was once back on the show in 2020, back in episode 1135. So, this is a long time. And we're getting an update from RJ to see how he's done since we last chatted. When we last chatted, you might remember that he has a brand called thewaystowealth.com. He's a financial planner, created this website, does really well in Google. But as you'll hear him say, it just wasn't performing very well as far as, well, branding and customers and, you know, obtaining subscribers. So we're going to talk today about what has happened since and perhaps what's still happening, but also what he's doing about it. And uh, I definitely recommend you check it out. And again, you know, financial information and all that stuff is, uh, you know, I'm not a financial planner myself, but RJ is. And you can check out his work again at thewaystowealth.com. And here's the update with RJ. Here we go. RJ, welcome back to Ask Pat. Thanks for uh, coming back on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me on again. Really appreciate it. Yes. I'm stoked because last time we got pretty tactical with like traffic sources and other things like that. And, And before we get into like, what has happened since then? I'm just curious if you can recall some things that we chatted about and, and calls to action and like, where were you at at that point? Yeah, really a uh, couple of years ago, was just kind of turning this into like more of a, a full-fledged business. It was more of a blog I started and took it out and it started to kind of like scale a little more but beyond myself. So The Waste to Wealth is a financial brand that creating and have created and uh, my background is a certified financial planner. So started writing myself and now it's, you know, more team of writers working alongside of me to produce content. That's awesome. I mean, the world of the financial industry is always changing. There's always new things to talk about and write about and laws and tax break. Like there's so much, I'm sure. So to do that all on your own would be a lot. So it's cool that you now have like a team of writers and stuff. And at the time, can you remember, like you, you said you were blogging, that was most of your traffic. And what were you hoping to achieve from that point forward? 
you know, really diversifying my traffic. It's still, and I haven't really, you know, I would say solved kind of the core problem that I look back on in, you know, the, I think our conversation was in like 2020, 2019, but the core problem is I have, you know, an authority website, say in like terms of Google's eyes, it does very well in uh, search traffic, but there's really not the brand that I want behind that in customers or, you know, readers and, and viewers eyes mostly are still to this day, you know, rig content. We talked about email last time. That's something that we have done quite a bit more with, and that's been a focus over the last nice. So I have done a lot there, but it's still, you know, we haven't really diversified traffic on Google. And then I think the core of that is we haven't really like become a brand that people recognize in the financial space, whether that's through social, through, you know, different just content for it. Right. You know, the, the idea of like a brand is interesting, right? Cause it, like a brand isn't just a website. It's not even just words on a page or a podcast. It's like what a person can connect with and the reason they keep coming back, right? It's a recognizable thing that has a, its own personality, its own culture, those sorts of things. And I'm curious, like what thought have you given or what explorations have you had around like the type of brand that you want to have? Like, how would you express to me what you want this brand to ultimately be like? I would, you know, say of a very like personal site that they can go to and expect high quality information that isn't just kind of Wikipedia 101 of, of finance. It's like not, not generic. Yeah. So very much insight. And, you know, I always think of like the advice, uh, my background as a financial the advice I would give like to friends and family is, is who I'm trying to write to. So if there's, you know, we're doing a, a review of a product or service and, you know, I don't like it for these reasons. I, I want to talk to them like I would uh, friends and family to where, you know, I would help them make the right decision for that. Nice. I like that feel because especially when looking at financial information, especially if I'm coming from Google, it's like, okay, I, I you know, I'm going to expect an answer. But then if I get something alongside that, like a personality or like, oh, this person's just like me, then I might dig deeper and I might join the email list and I might buy a product or, or, or something. And so that's, that's really key. And there's a few ways to go about doing that. I love what you mentioned about like bringing some personality into it. Is that something that you've already started to do? And that can come in many different ways, right? It can come in the form of just the language that you use. So it's not as intimidating, for example. It can come in the form of like in my newsletter, I add dad jokes. Like, yeah, I wouldn't say like, oh, if you want to be a good email newsletter writer, you have to include dad jokes. But that's like, that's my personality, right? So I just, I stick that in there. Like what kinds of things are you thinking about or, or are you doing to, to bring some of that into the, what may be more drier space of finances and such? Yeah, that's really a question I got to think about, to be honest. I write in a very financial planner-esque style. Sure. So I, you know, haven't really worked that media in, in, in the content as well as other forms as well, which I, I want to branch out into. Yeah, it might be smart to experiment. Like maybe the next time you write a blog post or a review, you actually come at it with an approach of, okay, how might I add a tinge more of, of me into this and personality into this? How, how do I connect or what language is a person gonna connect with who might use this product, right? And you know, a, lo a large part of that is just understanding, well, who is your target audience and, and what are their needs, right? If you are targeting, for example, in a particular article or product, somebody who just like recently got married, right? Which is a tough time in finances because now you have to have like the tough conversation about, well, 
do we have one checking account? Do we have two? Like, what, like, how do we go about this? And like, there could be moments in there to add some personality, right? Like for me, I would say like, Hey, remember that chat you had with your dad about the birds and the bees? Well, now you have to have one with your wife about your checking account and it's just as uncomfortable, right? Or so, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of making this up. No, I mean, that's good. I and mean, helpful. It's just making light of some very like heavy topics that people avoid a lot often. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, I'm not saying you have to be on video and like, you know, not be somebody who you are, but giving yourself permission to explore those parts of, of content creation that, that, because the truth is like, here, here's the big thing and the big realization. And actually this is kind of what my next book is about. Like the information typically is freely available anywhere, right? If, if, if anybody digs hard enough, they could find whatever they need from, from anybody. So what is going to differentiate you against everybody else where they can also get that content from, right? It's going to be the personality part of it, like you said. It's going to be how they feel, right? And this is where, like, an, another easy way to do this is if you, if you don't want to force, like, a dad joke in there like I might, is to just tell story, right? Like, story is such an easy way to encapsulate something you're teaching in a way that gets a person to go, oh, like, that's the same thing I'm going through or wow, that's terrible, or whoa, that's amazing. You know, like, storytelling can, can be an amazing strategy that um, can make the writing more fun, too. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, like, I've trained as more of, like, the SEO side of writing, and, you know, you hear about the recipe blogger who has a 2,000-word story yeah. that <laughs> connects with, you know, it does a purpose of connecting with their core readership. Some people do like that, and I can't blame them for that, but then, you know, it's, it's an easy joke in the SEO industry to, like, not do that. How do you like balance those approaches when you're, you know, right now, a lot of site traffic is from uh, organic search? Yeah, I mean, uh, you bring up the recipe thing. That's so funny because whenever I look for a recipe, I just skip to the recipe part and I don't care about, you know, for me, it's like, you know, and I know in SEO terms, it's like time on site, right? How can I get a person to, to stick around? And the beauty of the recipe thing is like a person will have that website open because they're actually cooking the thing while it's open, right? That's a little advantage that they have versus telling a story, but there's a balance between telling a story and like just elongating it so that we can keep people on longer. I think the best way I heard it, and I heard this on in the world of YouTube, but it also I think pertains to SEO as well. And it's like, it's like whenever you hear the word algorithm, just replace it with audience. And I think it was Mr. Beast who said that, right? Like create a video that an audience would love to watch all the way through. And you can, you can apply that same strategy because Ultimately, Google is trying to be like a human and provide the best, most interesting thing. And the way they know that is through signals of people either sharing, people share stories a lot, and through time on site and, and, and engagement, right, is a part of that as well. So again, it, it takes experimentation. There, there's also the ability for you to continue what you're doing to create SEO-specific content in the way that you know has worked and is proven, but also have people go from that article to something that is more personality-based, their next click, if you will. Like, try to get that next click to something that they can relate to that maybe was written not for the purpose of specifically SEO, but for the specific purpose of, you know, keeping that person on the website and coming back later, if that makes sense. Maybe that's a, that's a good way to define it. No, that does. And even, I've been thinking a lot about that too, is just having like some core articles of philosophies that would signal, okay, it's, it's like, if I'm reading this and agree with it, I'm in the right place. I want to dive in a little more. And then two, you know, another thing I thought of is, you know, emails probably a really great form for more of the personable story 
Oh, absolutely. Because that's outside of like SEO doesn't matter there. I mean, what matters is are people clicking the subject line to open it, right? There's a, there's a different set of data points that matter yeah. in, in, in email, but you, you are absolutely right. That is a much more intimate way to share and to provide value and to offer information and story through email. So m- maybe that is the goal. I can see that being a very clear journey for a person, right? They find your website through SEO and even if it's not diversified, you're creating something that still is bringing people in and you want to continue to do that, obviously. Like don't don't shy away from what is working. So people come in and, and they might find answers to what they need from Google, but then they get interested in something enough. Maybe it's a lead magnet that helps support that thing, right? Like you, Like here's our free notion template to help you plan your next house purchase or something, right? Like here, it's just free. You have to download it. Uh, just sign in with your email. And then from there, you can then know, okay, well, these people on this form are downloading specifically a, um, a house planning form. So now I know where they're at. And I can tell them the story about my first house that I purchased. Or my buddy who like took four years to buy his home because he didn't know what he was doing. And then now I'm going to share with you some like tips to help you when you're buying your first home, right? So now you're getting more granular and more personable from what was initially just a carrot, right? A carrot that attracts them. And then now you can pull them in a different direction. No, I really like that. That's that's great. Cool. The vision's coming together. So yeah. Good, good, good. I mean, what this means is we'll have to get you back on the show in the future to see like how this, this all gets implemented. But we, we could talk about that later. 2023 obviously is here. And I'm curious, like what are the big goals that you might have for your brand? Really, you know, develop into a brand that people look to when looking for financial information. Yeah. Grow quite a bit. We're happy with it. So the, the numbers are up, but we want like the feel of what you're creating to be a little bit different. We wanted to, to like we talked about, like have more connection. Like a great way to think about it also is, I think it was my buddy Chris Ducker who said this. It's like a brand is, or your brand is what people say about you or how they talk about you when you're not there. Right. And I love that because it's like the exercise you can play is like, okay, well, what are people saying about my brand? Or what do I want people to say about the brand when they're at the water cooler or talking to their buddy, uh, you know, uh, over the cubicle or something? Oh, you know, RJ's website's amazing. Like they have the best templates for me, no matter what part of life I'm planning something like they have the best templates. Like they're just so easy to use or, oh my gosh, he tells like, like I laugh every time I read one of his stories in his email. Right. Or you know, again, you get to design it however you want, but then you reverse engineer from the feel and then it's like, oh, are we publishing and doing those things to make that happen? Or is it just like, are we just saying it, right? Yeah, and that that's really where I, I want to take it is, is being, you know, people look to the site in itself as a way, like I always think when it's like, I want them to like think of a new service and then it's like, you immediately think of like, I want to see the review that they wrote on that to know if it's worth checking out or work. Ooh, the presence I I'm all, I want to have with like our core readership. That's great. Okay, like now that's making me think of what a person might say as like, oh yeah, like RJ's website's the best because it's sort of like Consumer Reports for us people like trying to figure out our finances. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, if that's what I want people to say, how how do I make that happen? Like, what is Consumer Reports doing that makes a person say that about Consumer Reports? Like, can we adopt that same thing? Let's maybe the most in depth, thorough star ratings for certain things, for example. And it's like, oh, now you have things in place that support how you want people to talk about the brand, right? So 
I love it. I think the vision's clear. It's just a matter of, you know, reverse engineering the, the things to help get there. And, and, and I love what we talked about, about the carrot that pulls people in, but then you kind of like bring them on a more personalized journey from there. So that sounds great, RJ. Like for, for people who are curious and obviously everybody needs some financial help, where, where should they go to check out your work and your articles and all the things that you're going to implement? Yeah, so the ways to wealth.com is the website. And, you know, there's a, a link on the homepage to our newsletter, which will get you the weekly articles delivered to your inbox and our latest articles as well. So that's the place. Nice. Love it. Clear pitch. There we go. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Happy holidays to you and your family. And we'll have to check in with you in the future. But I appreciate you being open and, and vulnerable and sharing where you're at. And, you know, I think it's I think it's pretty clear. I'm looking forward to seeing how the brand evolves over time. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you for your, your time here. Thanks, RJ. All right. I hope you enjoyed that catch up with RJ Weiss. Again, you can find him at thewaystowealth.com. And it's just always interesting. You know, traffic is one of those things that, you know, we all want more of. But then it's a matter of like, well, once we get that traffic, then what do we do with them? So I hope the conversation today was great to help spur some ideas with that, not just for you, RJ, but for everybody else listening. And uh, again, listen to your customers, get to know who they are, what they want, and begin to start thinking about truly what they want more than just like, I want wealth, but why? What What's the why behind that? And when you start speaking that language, you start to relate to them on a way that's beyond just what a person might have found on Google, but rather from a person to person perspective. And as we talk about all the time here, as my buddy Chris Ducker says, it's not about the B2B or even the B2C, it's the P2P, the person to person relationship. And that's where you can get that really amazing source of traffic, which is word of mouth, which can happen after and only after you connect on that level. So just some final lessons there for you. But RJ, thank you again so much. I appreciate you. You can check them out at thewaystowealth.com. And thank you for listening all the way through. I appreciate you and I uh, want to wish you all the best. Till the next one, we'll see you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is David Grabowski. Our series producer is Paul Gregoris. And our executive producer is Matt Garland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.